Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. I can't believe I made it through my whole birth month without any J360 productions going through. Like, I mean, let's see. Other than those two Cyclone episodes, did any J-Men show episodes take place in October now I think about it? 37? 36? Was it 36? 37? I guess the best thing to do is just pick up the slack and go ahead and run with it. So, from the top, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the J-Men Show here on J360 Radio. everybody welcome back to the j-man show ah you know what now that i think about it the last j-man show actually was september 30th you know it's amazing right we had to go through issues such as podcast hosting because we didn't know whether we were going to go for soundcloud for another year but you know that discount and everything else and considering how the fan base is growing around here Big shout out to all of you in the J360 Legion for being patient with us. I'm looking at this like, you know, the apartment, and I just renewed the lease. And I know some of y'all are like, he kind of turned his back on his ideals in some episodes about going to YouTube and stuff. No, I always had the YouTube plan, guys. I just realized that making money from it, uh uh-uh. There's more problems with this than a little bit now. You know, advertisers, they are interesting people, right? Because it's all about the high and mighty dollar with them. And as it should be, I mean... Businesses don't prosper from hugs. So, you know, you want to be able to make your money. You want to be able to sell your product. And is there a team that actually runs YouTube now or is it still the algorithm? That's that's kind of the thing. And with YouTube's algorithm from time to time, there's a reason I stopped putting power plays on it. Because you could get gonged for in-game music. And then comes the good part where they delete your channel just because and they don't want to give you your channel back. So you got to fight tooth and nail for that. So there's a reason why... I was kind of iffy about the YouTube thing, but I'm open to it now because it would be convenient for those of you out there in the J360 Legion. If you wanted to see all of our work, if you wanted to listen to some J360 radio, but you don't want to go over to SoundCloud and you want to watch some of the J360 movies that are coming and you know, you really don't want to switch up anywhere. We're making it convenient for all of you. And why not? The thing about it is, it's just make sure like YouTube doesn't come in as a, oh, you know, we're going to go ahead and deactivate this and they can go ahead and try if they must. Let them try. That's all I gotta say. Because I guarantee (laughs) you ain't getting rid of us that easily. But, moving forward, you know, I saw Thor Ragnarok not too long ago. I enjoyed it. Decent movie. Not bad. You know, I'm not gonna say Thor The Dark World was any better, and I'm not gonna say the first Thor movie were any better. They were pretty good movies. That's all people do, right? Whenever there's a sequel out, Compared to the other one. Okay, you know, it goes like this, right? Different years, different directors, different storylines. The whole thing has to build to something. You know what I mean? I'm just glad that they managed to get Thor off the ground just so we could get to Avengers. Because you know how the movie marketing system works. And you see, as I look into it, it did kind of... Like, if I, if I could compare Ragnarok to the Dark World. You know, Dark World was a lot more serious. I mean, and a little bit more mystical. Whereas with this one... This one was comical. It had elements of great cheesy 80s fun. And as it should do, making Thor's character broader. Talking Hulk was funny. I mean, the fact that he said, smashed you. 
at, at Thor and then did the Loki smash to Thor. <laughs> that was just awesome. And then the awakening of Thor's true strength. Like, it went out there in dire straits, and the thing is, it achieved it. I will say that Hela is a better villain than Malachi. I will say that. Uh, looking back to the first Thor, the Frost Giants, the Frost Giants weren't that bad, but, you know, it's the first movie. Thor had to make himself worthy to have his powers back, and even then, you know, you, you gotta give the origin movie its pass in terms of, like, Loki's treachery and everything else, and Loki came full circle in this. I thought I thought it was pretty cool. That movie seemed to be pretty much what the Inhuman show should have been. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, God. And the thing is, I don't think I even cared to finish watching that. But it goes to show that, hey, not everything in Marvel is a winner. And it's all because they went a different way with that. I mean, I might try to redeem it later on, but who knows. But outside of that, this movie was great. And Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie was just sweet. You know, like, she, she was amazing. The last Valkyrie. And she had her uniform right, too. And she loved to use her guns. And then falling off the ship drunk. <laughs> it was beautiful. You had to get through her to get through me. That sounds that sound like something I would do if we were in a post-apocalyptic future. And then, like, it's always good to see Mark Ruffalo. The man just makes every movie he's in. You know what I'm saying? It's just he has that right temperament and that tone to play as Banner. And the fact that Hulk is mode locked, that was just like, huh? So he was Hulk for two years, huh? Nothing calmed him down to change it back into Banner. Well, you know what? I guess because of um, the way him and Widow had it, I I guess it's like a conditioning thing. Is that what it is? So luckily that video was there to change him back. Yeah, it's just a good movie, you know? Just something to enjoy. I'm not going to go any further because I'm sure some of y'all didn't go see it yet, but it was well worth the wait. And for years I was wondering what happened to Odin and where he ended up and... That was, that was beautiful. Like, the whole thing was well put together. <laughs> I will say that the highlight of it all is, is Thor and Hulk hanging out. That was that was cool, you know? It's something that was missing in the Avengers movies. Like, from time to time, you really didn't see them interact as much. They, they did, but they didn't as much in this movie. So it really kind of broadens the scope of both of them. And that rivalry there that will always exist as many times as the comics are printing. One of the best MCU movies I've ever seen. And then comes, you know, it, actually, if I was to take that movie and compare it to Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming was a pretty good breather. You know what I'm saying? And then you go into the deeper parts of the MCU and now you see, like, where everything's going to be set up for Infinity War next year. Yes, yes, this this was a decent movie to have, you know? And then I got to see sides of Asgard I didn't think existed. And then the Fenris Wolf. Like, you know, for all of the... You know, for all of Thor the Dark World's problems, this movie just makes you forget about it. Solve that whole Infinity Gauntlet issue, too. Now the movie to wait for is the next Doctor Strange movie. Because I want to see what happens with Mordo and trying to take all the other sorcerer's powers and stuff, you know? Because, I mean, if Doctor Strange keeps a track record and a list of all that's going on, he should know something is happening, right? He should be able to sense his other brethren out there that use magic and stuff too, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that considers what happens after Infinity War because... Well, you know, and that considers what happened after Infinity War because there was a casket, so I guess they're going to pull the whole Batman versus Superman thing with somebody dying. <laughs> I don't know. 
And then I saw the arc reactors back in Tony's chest in that promotion photos. See, the thing about it is, it's cool to see that kind of stuff because they are good about hiding things, but they're not so good about hiding little details like that. I'd rather see what would happen to get to that point. There's little plot points that, you know, you would think Marvel would keep a secret, but, you know, DCU really had no Fs given when they started showing Superman promotional material for Justice League, so it's a given just as well, you know? You know, it's just like when all them people were sitting there mad about Superman being dead in uh, BVS and now he's pretty much like on the promotional material. They're like, oh, well, hell, he he's back anyway. Stuff like that. It's something that you would cover up for like maybe the second or third act. But, you know, eh, people. And you know what? I am glad for who they picked to play Captain Marvel and Shazam. And Billy Batson. Yeah, he was just cast too. I mean, Zachary Levi is going to do a good job. He's going to be a beast by the time of principal photography. Everybody's sitting around here making clowns and jokes and everything. I mean, you all got proved wrong with Ben Affleck. I don't know why you want to go for seconds. Uh, Just Actually, no. No, this is the third one for y'all, right? Because at first, y'all didn't think Gal Gadot could pull it off, and she did. In a big way. So, I, I don't understand people. I mean, I guess because it wasn't your guy, right? You know, it just amazes me. But then you take a look at some of these fan casts, and some are pretty good. But then you look at like the big business one, like IGN, like they had a fan casting for X Men, just in case that Marvel was gonna buy those properties over at 21st Century Fox. And when you really think about it, like like I might tag it to you or something. And like when you think about it, if you ever look at that list, it, it is like the most progressively dumb thing I've ever seen because everything has to be politically correct and then not only that they pick the people that aren't even resembling to the characters now I'm all for race lifting don't get me wrong and I'm all for like hey let's take this a different way but you see the thing about it is it's like at least get a character that somewhat resembles that character you know what I'm saying I mean, if you're trying to make a new cartoon, that's different. I mean, at least you can get away with a lot in animated features. You can. But when it comes to something like live action, you know, just do better with your casting. But then again, these are the same people that were mad about other people playing a certain role anyway. Like they have control over it. No, this is what we want. This is what we need. These are glaring issues that... No, these are glaring issues that you want. But you go ahead, you cross up the you, you put we on there. Because, hey, there's strength in numbers, right? I could write articles like that for J360. But it goes like this, you know. Why, how would I know what the rest of you all want in terms of that context? See, that's the kind of stuff. It's called clickbaiting, I know. But stupid. Like, you sit there, you look at that kind of stuff. This is who we want to cast in the movie. Yeah, you're not going to get that casting, so goodbye to you. There's a lot of cool stuff I want to see, though. I mean, if Marvel was going to buy those properties, that that would have been great. I mean, Fantastic Four comes back. Victor Von Doom is at the center where he needs to be. The Marvel-wide villain. Avengers versus Doctor Doom. Actually, hey, did the Guardians take on Doctor Doom at one time? anyway and then silver surfer and galactus causing trouble in the marvel universe like you see all the beautiful aspects of this coming together right and then i hear power pack is supposed to be getting something it's just a good time to be a comics fan the problem is is that you know you have to argue with other comic fans just to make a point (laughs) oh man 
And speaking of which, there are times where the Hollywood adaptation cycle doesn't really work. And sometimes that happens in terms of anime and manga. I mean, depending on who you talk to, Ghost in the Shell was decent. I mean, I thought it was okay. You know, like, at least sci-fi was making a comeback. Then there's a lot of misunderstood sci-fi films. And the fact is, is that they would take something like Ghost in the Shell, and they would make somewhat of a decent adaptation to it. You gotta give some sort of credit there, but the problem is the movie wasn't even being promoted right due to circumstances. You know, it's, it's just so sad. And you ain't even looking at the film. It might not even be the center point of the movie. Even though she had a Japanese mom and, you know, it was Scarlett Johansson. But, you know, little things like that. It's, it's just crazy to me. Why can't I just go to the movie, see something based on the property, and just enjoy the damn thing? Actually, I do do that. But when it comes to mainstream America and the rest of everybody else, uh, you know, otakus especially, because Lord knows if you make a movie based on a property that they all sit there and think is the greatest boon to the industry ever made, like Akira, for instance. Akira is a great movie. Yes, it is. But you have to watch it twice to even understand it. And then if you read the manga to that thing, which is pretty much Bible-sized, you'll get more of an aspect of what's going on with it. But you'll see that there is no way they could have made that manga to Akira into something. That that would be a very long movie and a very tedious process to make. And I don't see them taking that and making that into a two-hour film here on the American shores either. Though they want to. They admit that they are trying to make an Akira adaptation. And, you know, all I can say is, looking over at Dragon Ball Evolution, good luck to that. Because Dragon Ball Evolution... Well, I don't know where it was evolving from, but I would have seen that Pokemon being thrown in there. Probably wouldn't have helped the film much. It's just, when you go a different way with a movie, it's understandable. Because there's aspects of the source material you probably can't film. I mean, Masters of the Universe did it because they couldn't put Orko in the movie, but they gave us a dwarf lookalike that was played by Billy Barty. He was central to the plot because he created the dimensional keys where they could go to Earth and back to Eternia. But you see, like, in other movies, they gotta be just so for some people. And as a man that loves his anime and manga, too, I can understand. Like, Speed Racer? Speed Racer wasn't that good of a movie. But I looked at enough of the series and the OVAs to not give a damn. You see what I'm saying? It's like when you look at Veroni Kenshin and you look at the series and the OVAs and somebody made a live action movie to that and they did a horrible job about it, you would be infuriated probably because you're a deep hardcore fan and nobody can tell you shit. But considering from J-Man Show episode 29 that you don't own the fandom, you need to get the hell over yourself. And if you were a real fan, you already watched it because you were interested to see how it would go. But you already know that you got the real story right there that you can look back and enjoy yourself with. You see, the thing is, a long time ago, it used to be the rage to do a rage video, right? Well, you get mad at stuff all the time, and you go ahead, you show and exhibit that passion. You could use the passion just to be like, you know what? I'm not going to feel like arguing about this right now, because at the end of the day, I already know the real games. I already know the real story. I already enjoy myself enough. You know, it's kind of like Dragon Ball fans from time to time. Yeah, everybody sits there and they talk about, oh, the original Dragon Ball was kind of boring. You know, it's nothing compared to Dragon Ball Z because Dragon Ball Z had all them fights and everything else. Yeah, because Dragon Ball Z didn't have boring parts in it like when they were all on Namek for that many, many years. I mean, for a while, that's what it was. I mean, you get older, they're still on Namek. Goku eventually is going to come back. 
I mean, because that's what he does. You know, he always comes, like, late to the fights and everything else. It's dramatic when it shows up. It's great to see Goku's there. and it's You know, because this is what you waited for. You see, that's how that works. But the problem is, is that it became a bit of a running gag in, like, later on in the story. So, eventually, he did get teleportation abilities, or a.k.a. instant transmission, to go ahead and change that little aspect. So, I'm okay with that. But then leading into it, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z is great, but I can't stand GT. I think GT sucks ass. Uh, GT just went in a whole different spectrum. If anything, the production company wanted to continue on with the Dragon Ball riots. So you can't argue with that. I mean, at least that's a little bit of money. But you see the way they went about it, though, with character designs and how certain characters were underutilized and, you know, Goku's a kid again and all that weird stuff that happened in GT. The thing about it is, Like, I'm not going to say I hate GT, but I'm going to say that I'm glad I watched it. You know what I mean? I'm glad that I experienced what a train wreck it was because sometimes you can sit there in your ivory tower and say, I refuse to do this. I'm special today. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, I didn't even invest the time in it because that's how hardcore of a fan I am. See how much of a jerk I sound like saying that? Now you try it. I'm, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But like I say, you know, as I collect the box sets and everything else, like, guys, I got GT right here because, you know what? Guilty pleasure. Like, I got a lot of guilty pleasure animes I look at. And I might give you a list sometime. But the fact that they went back... Well, Akira Toriyama went back because of the interest, I think. And started working on, you know, bit stories and everything else. And he's inspired to actually do the Dragon Ball Super Series. Now, that depends on whoever you talk to about how good it is. To me, I'm really never home at the time it's on. So, you know, I never catch the show, and everybody, I'm sure a lot of y'all are going to say, well, go on Crunchyroll, go on this, go on that. Cool, cool, really, I, I get it. And I probably will, but it goes like this, I like reading the stories, you know what I mean? I like, my manga collection is a lot bigger than my anime, so, you know, I just wait for the books to come out so I can go ahead and take them, like, you know, if I'm at work or something, just sit back and read them for a while. Like, I like the way they're going with the different dimensions now. Like, that's just broadening the scope. So, you know, I think it's cool the way they are going about it. And certain characters that were underutilized, chances are this is their chance at redeeming those characters. And then, like, you know, the spectrum is broad, so it works. Yeah, I'll take it. And, you know, it's funny, too. So, yeah, so I'm just like, let let them do what they want to do with this property. But you know what series I would like to see? I would like to see a prequel series with the Saiyans themselves, you know? During the height of Vegeta's reign and, you know, Bardock and everything else, that's what I would like to see. I would like to see a Bardock series. Even though he kind of had one, but you know what I mean. Like, all this stuff about the hierarchy. I kind of know Goku's story. I kind of know, like, Gohan and Goten's stories. Actually, Goten still has a lot of progression to go, so I'm not worried about that. As a matter of fact, wasn't that the original idea for... Goten to become the new character after Gohan or at the same time I think Gohan was supposed to be the main character but people didn't want that so Toriyama brought Goku back yeah I think that was the whole thing ah oh boy but you see the thing about it is it's not just like Dragon Ball fans enjoying themselves of course Naruto has a whole different story going on with his kids and I think what is the other one that's out there One Punch Man is doing pretty good too I need to pick up those books too now that I think about it but if anything I went back into my old school way of looking at manga a matter of fact 
Fist of the North Star is where I went back to. And Kenny Kuman, a- a.k.a. Muscle. And Dr. Slump. And then there's... I think there's a one-shot I have here called... I think it's called Sandtown. That was another Akira Toriyama one. You know, it dealt with that cowboy, a demon, and a tank. And I think there was a robot in there, too. Let me see. Yeah, you know, it's been a while since I read this. And then Love Hina. Now, Love Hina is a good example of a manga being better than the animation. But you see, the animation was fine because it kind of fleshed out certain characters that didn't get their development in the book. So, I mean, it really is apples to oranges at that point. Don't think that, you know, they don't have their problems during production, too, right? You can't just put stuff on a pedestal like that. And the thing is, with the movie adaptations, several properties have been adapted into movies, like Attack on Titan. Those movies are okay, but they follow a condensed format that M. Night Shyamalan tried to do with The Last Airbender. And it's a good thing that movie is called The Last Airbender because it does not deserve the real title. So shout-outs to James Cameron for putting a stop to that. Because that's not how you do it. Now, if you take a good look at a movie like Assassination Classroom with Kuroko Sensei, that was cool. (laughs) He is such an asshole. But the thing is, he really does care about them kids. And, you know, I would like to know more about his backstory as the god of death. But, you know, and that's just a surname. He was just the best assassin in the world. But I really didn't get, like, the villain's end goal of turning him into that monster. But the thing is, is that he held his own when he needed to. And he was always leading them kids to better themselves. While at the same time putting his life on like he was going to do to the earth what he did to the moon. That crescent shape over there is permanent because of his powers. He was a troll. He was a sociopathic manipulator. <laughs> Kuroku sensei was just a jerk. And I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm doing it on purpose mostly to just make your blood boil. But you see, he cared about those kids enough to actually teach them. And during the time where his past was catching up to him, because I think one of the students was actually the... You know what? You need to watch that series. As a matter of fact, it's called Assassination Classroom. Those kids were put in the E-class and that he made them believe in themselves. And that's the whole thing. The togetherness, the storylines, the plots, the humor. I mean, there might be a chance that the English dub kind of sucks. I mean, I will give the Taku crowd that, you know? Because there's the gist where the voice doesn't match the character face. And then you've heard the voice so many times where you're like, God, is she doing this? The, is she doing the voice acting for this? Really? Is he doing the voice acting for this character? He does. He doesn't even fit the role of the character. Why'd you put him here? You know, it's moments like that. So you go, you click it over to channel one, where it's the Japanese voice, and you just sit back and you read the words and you just enjoy yourself with that one, because you know it's more realistic then. And then there are times where the words don't sync up with, you know, what's going on. Like you're gonna have those moments. So the best thing you can do is just do the best you can. But at least then you sit back and you're like, well, this is great anime going on right here. Another another big plot point of an anime or a manga that I need to finish, though. I need to finish Yu Yu Hakusho. I only got up to, what, maybe the Dark Tournament and even then Toonami stopped showing them. And I just could never get any access to, like, seeing what the rest of the stuff turned out. So, you know, I need to go in the right direction. I need to find out what happened. Because I think the last thing I saw was Genkai dying, and that was it. So you can see how traumatic that was for me. (laughs) (sighs) Yu Yu Hakusho. Ghost Files. And then there was Case Closed with Detective Conan. Or AKA Detective Conan anyway. Now that is going to be one of the hardest 
mangas for me to collect. Because as I live and breathe about that, it's still going on. It'll go on forever. I think it'll go on as long as Shin-Chan does. And Shin-Chan is well known for being so damn... There is no way I'm going to collect Shin-Chan. The only way I'll ever even attempt to get a fraction of Shin-Chan is just to go ahead and get the English version. Which, by the way, it's more of a gag dub than anything. I mean, the show's already outrageous as can be originally, but (laughs) the way they went about it at Funimation is just, (laughs) just cutting edge. And... For some reason, we're not getting any newer episodes of that. Because I, I feel bad about that, too. Because that, that was my late nights, you know, when I was working at my old job. Like, sure, I might have had to deal with some undercutting bullshit here and there. And I might have had to work at a rigorous pace and stuff. But at least I knew I could come home to that and I could just relax. You know what I mean? Because I sympathize with the dad hero at, as he works at a job that really doesn't care for him and stuff like that. And all the crazy stuff of what Shin would do. And that was my night. You know what I mean? Just sit right there and just say, I'm home. Especially like when there's moments where, you know, I've seen enough Dragon Ball to actually recite it. And I've seen like enough, of uh, you know, Team Four Star. Because, you know, they need time to go ahead and work on the production for the episodes and stuff. Especially if the anime you are a fan of and looking into has run stale for you and you have no choice to look anywhere else and see where to go next. I think there's a basketball anime out there that's um, pretty popular right now. The only problem with sports animes are you do have to keep up with them because I try to get into The Prince of Tennis and somewhere around the fourth book I just didn't care anymore. So, you know, so I had to go somewhere else. But at least with that basketball one, I might look into it. Actually, you know, I almost forgot to mention some pretty good things. The Giver. And if Giver doesn't serve your purpose, there's always Gundam. Because Gundam will go on forever, too. Speaking of which, I do need to get the box set for Mobile Suit Gundam. I'm wondering, you know, I need to talk to one of my friends out there. Because he had a link for, like, the G Gundam Blu-ray box set. And I really need to go ahead and get my G Gundam set, I need to get my Gundam Wing set, and I need to go ahead and look into the original Mobile Suit Gundam set. Yeah, (laughs) I got... While I'm doing this show right now, I'm actually looking at my wish list of things I need to buy. And also, a well-known anime is Space Battleship Yamato. Beautiful. I mean, you think about it. You gotta save your planet from atomic radiation to get to another planet. That is in a binary system with the planet that's invading your planet. And you have to battle against the fleet to get there. And there's a time limit because the radiation that's on the Earth is trying to seep into the underground cities. What do you do? What do you do? You sit back, you watch that damn thing and hope that they make it in time. That's what you do. (laughs) Like the first series, The Quest to Iskandar? Yes. It has suspense, that sci-fi drama I like, and the music is flawless. And you're just praying and hoping that they make it back to Earth in time. Because the radiation sickness was getting to the people. I mean, the other two series, they were okay. You know, you gotta think about their seasons in terms of series. You know, matter of fact, they, uh, hold on. You know, as a matter of fact, they made a live-action movie for Space Battleship Yamato. Yeah, back in 2010, it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I see it right now, yeah. Well, you know what? As usual, I'm gonna have to look into it, y'all. 
But the thing is, it probably isn't even all that bad. Like, I mean, they're pretty good with their adaptations over there. I think Phoenix Wright has a movie as well. So, you know. It works for some people. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just think because, you know, they tend to... See, I need to go ahead and study up on Eastern filmmaking. Because now, you know, everybody's making a deal with the East. And not as they should. Because that's where the money is. I mean, you've seen it. The MPAA is all about that now. But I was thinking that we were more on global terms anyway. But who knows? All I know is this. Like, when you take a look at these movies, they're not perfect, though. I mean, they all have runtime just like we do. There are things that are cut out. There are things that are put aside to streamline the film. So at the end of the day, when people just sit there and they're like, Oh, yeah, this movie's much better because blah, 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 blah. They make mistakes, too. That, that's not the reason. The reason is, is that you probably had somebody that woefully knows how to make a pragmatic adaptation. But you know, those live action movies and those OVAs, they should be enough to satisfy even the most hardcore fan out there because the real live action movie is going to go any way it wants to. It's just like, okay, you take a good look over at Shark's Counter-Attack, right? Especially if you collected the original Mobile Suit Gundam series, Shark's Counter-Attack was a finale unlike no other. <laughs> because either way there were plots that were unresolved there were final meetings that went on and Amaro and Shar had their big battle and they both died matter of fact everybody died anybody that was close to Amaro died anybody close to Shar died that is completion that was the only way it goes now their spirits are out there still battling in the far reaches of space as space ghosts and the thing about it is, it's a beautiful thing. Because it is completion. It is so less. Sometimes, you don't want people to survive. That's like the best thing to happen in a series like that. The bad guy wins, maybe. The good guy wins, maybe. The thing about it is, we really didn't know who won, because they both struck each other. So, they did that right. And that's how you have stories come to an end. At least over there in animes, they're willing to bring that. I mean, how long did it take for like certain characters to lose over here in the West anyway? You know, I think about it because, you know, people have a hard time losing and taking losses. Just something else I'm going to have to look into for another episode when I go ahead and try to give a performance evaluation for the human race. <laughs> oh god y'all are gonna be in for it but it's not gonna be on 39 but as i think about it though you know it ain't too far from the point but that's all the time i have for this episode of the j-man show i'm glad you all decided to come in during my time here we got the holiday season on the rise and hopefully more j-man episodes to come i know you have one coming tomorrow so you know until then you all take it easy and i will see you all tomorrow And no, y'all are not getting any of this anime collection I'm trying to build. Peace out. Laters, Legion.